They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Welcome. Here we go. It's that time again. Matt Connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. And it is a glorious day here. Very, very warm for uh, November. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And of course, hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. And you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Thursday, November 18. 2021 and i'm not alone my friends if you having girl problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 problems but a chain one i got the rap there he is dj reckless yo 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 in the house in the house is this, am i saying that correctly no 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 it's dj reckless in the cut no in the cut <laughs> wow i hate how cringe i am that's this, that, 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 that's pretty good that's good stuff yes also known as Christian Lacoste. Yeah, to, I'm known as that some days of the week. To to the uh, to the uninitiated. During my day job, that's what I'm known as. Yeah, but you uh, you're I'm able known as to, a T-Mobile guy. It seems to me that you're able to seamlessly transition between the two. It's not like like say uh, Grant Lampton, for example. He's Mike Sutter, but he goes into a phone booth occasionally and he comes out holding a guitar and he transforms yeah. into Grant Lampton. But you, you, you're able to uh, seamlessly uh, transform between uh, the two personas. Yeah, dude, I just snap my fingers and out come my DJ decks. That's amazing. It's my turntables, man. And, Here they yeah, come. Very convenient. Yeah. Wow, that's honestly. wonderful. Yes, yes. So welcome, everybody. Uh, I do want to remind you, of course, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot. And those of you watching online, you can see I got my Hopknot shirt. Uh, today is Thursday. My Hopknot shirt. <laughs> today is Thursday, which means tonight is trivia night at the Hopknot. In fact, if you're going to go there, I suggest you uh, inquire about getting yourself a Hopknot shirt. Tell him Matt sent you. That's right. Don't forget to say that. That's right. But this is something you want to sign up for in advance because trivia fills up very quickly. 
but it is, uh, of course, hosted by the great Bill Sini and a very popular feature at the Hop Knot. Uh, they have live music on Friday night. I believe uh, uh, Ali Beaudry is performing there uh, tomorrow night. And they've got a couple of other events coming up, too, that Kenny wanted me to mention. One of them is the pre-Thanksgiving karaoke, uh, the pre-Thanksgiving karaoke party, uh, to be precise, November 24th from 8 p.m. to midnight. And they've got a gender blender drag show coming up on December 5th, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. So a couple of great events there. But, of course, the most important thing about the Hop Knot, the delicious gourmet pretzels and the assortment of craft beer. So such a wonderful sponsor, and we're so uh, honored and proud and privileged uh, to have them as a sponsor, uh, the Hop Knot on Elm. So uh, make sure you swing by. And I do want to remind everybody, of course, too, uh, the big event, uh, the Miracle on Elm Street, coming up December 2nd at the Bonfire. We're going to be uh, broadcasting there all day. Uh, we're going to do, uh, it's going to be like a telethon, 7 a.m. starting with the morning show. This program will also be broadcasting from there. And I think we're going to do some things in between, too, during the day. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be on straight through all day or not. I'm not sure all of the particulars, but uh, I will tell you as I learn them, as, uh, as the event gets closer. But uh, live telethon December 2nd from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the bonfire. And you can drop off toys. It is a uh, toy drive for the children of Manchester. You can drop off toys right here, uh, 1045 Elm Street, number 300. Uh, Or you can send a check if you want to make a monetary donation. Make it out to Hope NH, Inc. And uh, you can send that to WMNH, 1045 Elm Street, Number 300, Care of the Morning Show, right here in Manchester. So uh, there you go. Very exciting. Very exciting. And by the way, too, if you want to contact Matt Cushane for more info or ways that you can help and get involved, mattc at hopenh.org. mattc at hopenh.org. And uh, Christian, you've got something coming up. Yeah, man. I'm really stoked. I'm doing a food drive for New Hampshire Food Bank um, in a Christmas party at... 603 Bar and Grill. Uh, what is it? Sunday, December 12th? I don't even know my days yes, anymore, man. Yes, it is December 12th. I'm really stoked to be able to do it because, you know, I'm giving back to the community that's practically raised me, man. I've been here since I was born, and it's like to be able to give back to the community who's helped watch me grow. You guys have watched me grow, and it's like to be to be able to do this, it's, it's an honor, honestly. Yeah, no, it's very cool. We're, uh, we're very proud of you for doing this, and uh, no, it's exciting. Yeah, I do want to put it out there to um, any local businesses listening. Um, I'm looking to do a 50-50 raffle, so if there's any businesses out there downtown or in Manchester that want to donate gift cards, gift certificates, um, anything, let me know. Um, you can message me at DJ Reckless on Instagram. Or um, also, there's been a few questions. Will there be cash donations there that night at 6.03? I will have a box for donations of um, non-perishable food items, and also there will be a cash donation box, mm. too. Mm. Outstanding. Very, very good. Um, so uh, coming up on the show today, uh, at the top of the hour, at the midway point, we're going to do Dirk Don's weekly album review, and this week it is uh, Blind Guardian, uh, Somewhere Far Beyond, I think is the name of the album, if I have it right. Uh, Somewhere Far Beyond by Blind Guardian. I... I'm a fan, but I haven't listened to any Blind Guardian in years and years and years. But when Dirk messaged me that that's what he chose for this week's album review, I said, oh, that's a great choice. Uh, So we can look forward to that at the top of the hour. And then tomorrow, it being Friday, tomorrow is Eric Pilcher's classic film review. 
And uh, this week he has chosen Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Have you ever seen that, uh, Christian? Sounds familiar, but probably not, no. Yes, yes. Uh, so we look forward to that uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. So um, are you uh, DJing at all this weekend? So not, uh, tomorrow night I'm at 603 Bar and Grill, um, like I am every Friday now with Sean White. Excellent. Um, if you guys were there last week, it, it went down. It was nice. I said me and my friend Jay Samurai, he was, he was up from Tampa, and my friend Sean White, we all did a back-to-back. Um, December 4th is my birthday bash, too. I'm going to be DJing all night at 603 Bar and Grill. I know it's a, no, it's December 3rd. It's my birthday bash. That's the Friday. My bad. I got dates confused. Mm. But yeah, I'm really stoked for like the next month that's coming up, man. Excellent. Got a lot of stuff. Excellent. Very good. Very good. Yes, it's a busy time of year. That's for sure. Uh, if you'd like to join us today on the program, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. Uh, you can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat, and we will say hello to everybody in there momentarily. Uh, but the best thing to do, of course, give us a call at 603-250-6007. And uh, we'll go ahead and say hello to everybody in the Facebook. Uh, Eric Pilcher from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, uh, first one in today, says, hi, everybody. Hello, Eric. Ricky Litwinkowicz says, afternoon from New York City. Ricky is a real New Yorker, unlike somebody else we know who actually lives, I think, uh, in Ridgeway, New Jersey or something. Mm. I'm not saying who. Uh, Mel McMell joins us and says, hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, Michael Alber is in the chat and says, uh, good afternoon, and is asking, does DJ Reckless spin the public enemy? I don't think I've played a public enemy song in a set, actually. Mm, you should. May I, I may I suggest, you know, I opened with a, uh, a special remix of 911's A Joke mm-hmm. that I made. It's a, it's a mashup between public enemy and Shania Twain. <laughs> but you don't really hear the Shania part until right at the end. Yeah, right at the end there. It's subtle. See, I'm, uh, that's how I do uh, my uh, my mixes and mashups, uh, DJ Reckless. Uh, I'm very subtle with it. You know, you, you don't see it coming. You, you don't even know it's a mashup until the end of the song. And then all of a sudden, Shania Twain's voice just pops up there. Man, I feel like a woman. What? Yeah, it's just, it's just right at the end, you know. That's how I get you. Um, <laughs> Chris Rose from Massachusetts joins us and says, uh, Good afternoon. Hello, Chris. Uh, Michael Albert is wondering, does Christian really have 99 problems? Do you have 99 problems? That's a lot of problems. Sometimes I feel like I do. Mm-hmm. Do you have 99 red balloons? No. Well, perhaps you will for your birthday. Maybe. Do you have uh, 99 bottles of beer on the wall? I will. Trying to think of everything I can think of that uh, has 99 in it. I will December 3rd, that's for sure. Mm. Do you know there's uh, 99 ways to die? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Michael Albert says, I think he only has 98. Well, perhaps. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) oh boy. Oh boy. This is a little inside. Uh, but Eric Pilcher says, don't I know Christian from job Corps? (laughs) I saw that, that. Okay. I need (laughs) to explain that post clearly because this is out of hand. Okay. So when I went to job Corps. All right. A long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Actually, it was on Dunbarton Road, but 10 minutes from here. Okay. Everybody, I used to talk to everybody, okay? 
Keep in mind, I'm a DJ. I meet a million people a day, okay? I'm sorry. Damn, that's a lot of people. I, I meet a lot of people a day, okay? Mm. So it's like, if I don't remember your name, I'm sorry. Also, you probably bullied me, so I probably forgot about you. So it's like, it's one of those things, you know? So mm -hmm. don't claim to know me when you don't know me. If you met me at Job Corps, you don't know me. End of story there. I was a totally different person then. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was a totally different person than I am now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But isn't that what always happens? You know, you yeah. get a little, you get a little fame, and everybody comes out of the woodwork and yep. claims to be a, a long lost. Can you get uh, me in the door at six oh three? Nope. Mm -hmm. You can stand in line. That's right. You can stand in line. I want freeze, freeze. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Make sure you get a big giant fur coat. Oh yes. Uh, Mike Pelopita joins us in the chat and says, good afternoon, Mike, from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH 95.3 Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Uh, hello, Mike. Um, <laughs> Michael Albert says, what does Job Corps, does Job Corps lock you in? Is it like jail? Do they no, lock you so, in? No, so, oh. no. You have, you can go off campus after school and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Basically, it's hard to explain. It's like. It's like a college dorm, but you're limited on things you can do. Ah. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like a college campus. Right. No, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, what I said before, I'm not trying to trash on Job Corps at all. They're right. a great program. I would suggest any kids in the Manchester like area go there, dude. It's it's a great place. You or any, uh, there's, there's yeah. Job Corps all over the country, uh, there, right? There's probably like 300 something, I think. I don't know. Okay. Off okay. the top of my head. Yeah. Um. But no, it's a great school, honestly. I learned a lot there. Did I stick with the trade I went with? I, I was trained in security? No. No, I didn't. But hey, you know, it's something to fall back on. You know what I mean? True. That's a great thing to be trained in, actually. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really good. It was awesome. And it still comes in handy nowadays, too, especially with, like, what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. DJing, I'm always like, all right, what's, what, what could go wrong here? Let's let's see. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah. That could be a fight that, you know, clears out the bar. That's right. That's right. Uh, Jenny joins us in the chat and says, Shalom, peeps. Um, Michael Albert says, I wonder uh, if Beyonce minds being referred to as a, mm, as in the uh, the song 99 Problems. Well, he clearly he's not talking about his bride, Beyonce. Uh, no, he's talking about his ex. Who was the one he dated before her? Kind of thing. Well, well, I've I've heard uh, I don't remember I've heard uh, Jay Z explain the song though. What, mm -hmm. it, he's he's not actually referring to anybody. No, he's not referring to he's not even referring to a person. He's talking about I got ninety nine problems, but a mm ain't one. The mm is just uh, uh like problems with the law and things like that. Yep. Also, now that we're on the hip hop side of things right now, did you hear about Drake and Kanye? No, they um they made up. Oh, they made up. There was a picture posted on Instagram. I saw that they were, um, they went out to dinner or something like that. And I was like, there's no way this actually went down, but it went down. I forgot they was beefing. They, they, they was beefing mm -hmm. for what's since 2007. Oh, that long? Really? Probably around wow. there. I could be way off, but it'll correct me if I'm wrong. Well, now if we can just get Jerule and Fifty Cent together, it'll be uh, everything will be uh, harmony. No, no, no. Here's why I say no to that. Yeah, I want to see a versus battle between those two, Jerule and Fifty Cent. Do you really? Yes, I want to see a versus rap battle between the two of them. Really? Yes. Listen, did you hear about the Jadakiss one and the Dipset one? No. Oh my god. So Trailer does this thing where they do rap battles now. Yeah, they do versus battles. With I got it. I got into watching those for a while, but I, I haven't in a long time. It it's crazy. 
I, I, I got it. You know why I got into watching those on YouTube? Because uh, are you familiar with Daylight, the rapper Daylight? Sounds somewhat he's, he's, familiar. He's not, yeah, he's not a mainstream guy at no. all. He's, he's kind of underground, but he does have a huge following, it turns out. But um, he's fascinating to watch in these battles. And he was battling other people who are uh, very underground, mm-hmm. who, you know, most people haven't heard of and, and who I hadn't heard of prior to, to getting into watching those. But I haven't showed Jenny a couple of them. Daylight is, uh, this was a few years ago. I'd kind of forgot about him. But he's fascinating. To, like, he's just really, really interesting. Yeah. Uh, the way he battles. Oh, yeah. Also, I've, I've totally forgot to mention this. A few weeks ago, I promoted the Millie's event. And that was a success. Yes, yes. That was insane. Well, you know, you, you did have him uh, call into the show. I think I know, the, you got I that think, Matt Connerton bump. That's totally. right. The, yep. the event got the Matt Connerton bump. Or I did, one of the two. Yeah, well, somebody got the uh, Matt Connerton bump. But, no, it was crazy, too, because someone that day, that night, actually, I was, I was walking around because I was doing sound that night and stuff and DJing and stuff like that. I um got I got recognized. Hey, you're Christian from the radio. I'm like, Huh? And it turned out to be one of his managers. Mm. And I was like, whoa, that's that's pretty cool, actually. Yes. I was like, dope. Yeah, very cool. Nice. Very good. Very good. Uh, John Hopwood is in the chat room and has an announcement. Uh, he says, I think I'm getting sugar diabetes. That's not good. Not not good at all. Or, of course, as uh, Wilford Brimley would say, diabetes. Diabetes. So, uh, so uh, very sad to hear that, uh, John Hopwood. Uh, let's did you find see. your hat? That's all we care about. Oh, yeah. He did lose his, uh, he did misplace his veteran's hat. Michael Albert says it's because you're so sweet. Aw. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can name a few instances. Yeah. Yeah, about that. Tom Blanchard is in the chat and says, uh, hi, Matt and Christian. Uh, hello, Tom. Uh, John Hopwood, I think, um, is objecting to uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High being called a classic, uh, as that is the subject of tomorrow's classic film review oh with boy. Eric Pilcher. Uh, oh, boy. I think it's a classic, and uh, so does Michael Albert. Never even heard it. Yes. Oh, except for one particular scene, John says. And we know the scene you mean. Uh, Shannon McGuire joins us in the chat and says, uh, good afternoon. Michael Albert says, but I want to know how Cameron Crowe passed as a teenager to re-enroll in school when he was over 20. Well, actually, there's a long history of um, films, and and I think it's even more prevalent in television shows. I don't know if this is still the case today, but um, I was always surprised growing up and just reading, you know, entertainment magazines and so forth, um, you know, like pre-internet. I was uh, amazed at how many actors, especially on some of the television shows I watched, were portraying teenagers, you know, high school kids, but were actually in their 20s. Um, it was not, there was a time when it was not unusual, you know, if a 20 something looked like they could pass for a high schooler, or I remember I I was never, I mean, I never really watched the show, but of course I was aware of it because it's so infected, uh, pop, pop culture, but the show Beverly Hills 90210, um, you know, they were high school kids in the show, but I think they were all in their twenties. And one of them, in fact, uh, when the show started, uh, Gabrielle Cateris, who I believe now is the president of the Screen Actors Guild, all these years later, but I think she was like 30 uh, playing a high school student. So um, not uh, not an unusual thing. Uh, let's see. Just want to make sure we don't miss anybody in here, and then we'll get into uh, some stuff. Uh, regarding 99, Michael Albert points out, but there are only 50 ways to leave your lover. 
Uh, that's true. Um, <laughs> I can't. That's oh, a great, boy. great song. Uh, let's see. Michael Albert says, I knew a kid who was in Job Corps who could only go off uh, off campus on weekends. Oh, my. Yeah, there's sometimes, like, if you get in trouble, that's one of the... Ah, uh, I see. Or or minors. If minors, if you're a minor, if you're under 18. Yeah. That's, I believe, one of the things. Well, that makes sense. Uh, Eric Pilcher uh, says, Jerul is only relevant because of the Firefest documentaries. Yep. I've, have you seen those? Yeah. I've watched both of them. Fascinating. Um, I mean, just, just remarkable. Let's see. Just want to make sure we don't miss anybody in here. A lot of, uh, talk about, uh, Scott Robinson says, uh, hello, Scott. He says, Fast Times is absolutely a classic. Come on, John Hopwood. It was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Michael Albert also says, uh, I think, uh, Ian, it, it looks like Ian, but for whatever reason, I believe he pronounces it Ian. I think Ian Ziering was in his 30s, too. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, there you go. Uh, 603-250-6007 is the number to call if you'd like to uh, chime in. 603-250-6007. Um, we were, um, I, I, I wanted to, to say something about, and we were kind of, chatting about it a little bit uh, on the way over here, you know, um, while you were pointing out how interesting it is to have two really high profile murder cases happening at once. And, um, and both of them, you know, with somewhat of a a racial uh, component, one more than Mm -hmm. the other, but, but it exists in both, Um, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse. And of course the jury is deliberating on that. And uh, also Ahmaud Arbery in Georgia. And, um, I, you know, I, I said to you, I, I haven't really commented about this on the air. At least I don't, I don't think I have. But um, you know, well, I'm, I'm not someone who follows the cases super closely. Uh, Me I, neither. But it was yeah. like one of those things where it's they're they're high profile and yeah, you know, the Kyle Rittenhouse case recently has been wicked popular because because of the prosecution and the stances they took. Oh, about not wanting black preachers. In the uh, court. Wait, was that? I'm sorry. Did you no. say Rittenhouse or Arbery? Rittenhouse. Oh, Rittenhouse. I'm sorry. I, I was thinking of, uh, I'm, no. You're right. It's it's Ahmed Arbery when the I haven't paid a cl- that close attention to that one. Yeah, yeah. But the thing with me, the the thing that striked me the most with the Rittenhouse trial was, and is, the prosecution questioned his right to remain silent. Mm-hmm. That is lawyering 101 that you do not do that. Mm. You have made yourself the prosecution the DA has made himself look so stupid by doing that and he he's struggling he's pulling he's pulling out all the tricks out of the hat and they're not working so I won't be surprised I'm like if this is a mistrial yeah a lot of uh people have been making that prediction a mistrial would prejudice at that um right which would mean he cannot be retried yep yeah yeah, Jenny's been following uh, the trial pretty closely. I do believe that some of the charges were dropped on Rittenhouse, though. Well, they wanted to, uh, yeah, the prosecution wanted to go for a lesser charge, which is a little late in the game. But um, yeah, They cl- still want to charge him, but they, they, they blew this one out of the water. I think he, yeah, I think he knows they're, they're kind of blowing it. Um, I think we'll know by the end of the day today that it's... it's you think not, so? I, I think be. so. Could be today. They uh, dismissed a lot of jurors, too. Yeah. And the the fact that they even gave Rittenhouse the opportunity to do that too was nuts. 
What do you mean for him to be on the stand? No. They, oh, you mean for him with the 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 raffle? Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, that was surreal that to is see like, that. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. Well, Jenny pointed it out to me how weird it is. You know, you're watching someone reach into a bowl and pick. I misspoke the other day. I said names, actually numbers. Each juror is assigned a number. But you're watching this person reach into a bowl and pick out the numbers of the people who are going to decide his fate. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. And I don't know if that's common practice. It's not. But I'd never seen that before in my life. And I was... Kind of like, wow, that's strange to me. No. I mean, I mean, do I think he should be tried and do I think he should be charged? A hundred percent. I do. I don't believe it was self-defense. Um, I think he egged them on and he got himself into a situation where he was running his mouth and then bam. You go look at all that footage, all the body cam footage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You'll see. You guys see what I'm talking about here. Like, he had no right to be where he was at that time. He had no business being there. And you're carrying around. I understand it's not against the law to carry around a gun like that. Well, it is for him. He's 17. That is true, actually. He was 17, so he is a minor um, in possession of a weapon. Yeah. But, like, if that's one thing he should be charged on, that's it's that. Yeah. It's that. I wouldn't drop that charge. And, you know, I, I think... He got himself in that situation where he got chased down and he shot someone. You know? I have um, self-defense or not. Yeah. I have a lot of mixed um, you know, don't run your mouth, you know what I mean? Right. We were we were talking about this um the other night. Well, I'm sorry, it was last Friday. I was on Billy Painter's show, uh Bad Billy on his show uh, Outlaw Radio. I know he likes to go by Bad Billy, but I, I like to use his is I like to call him Billy Painter. I like to use his name because I just think his name is so cool. Billy Painter. It's just a cool name. Um but um yeah, like it sounds like a musician, doesn't it? Like, hey, did you get the new Billy Painter album? But uh I, um, we were talking about this and I have not followed the the Rittenhouse trial closely enough to really form an opinion, a, a solid opinion. Um, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Um, you know, obviously, you know, a 17 year old shouldn't be there with a gun. No. Um, there's a reason why we have, uh, certain laws that we do like, you know, you have to be a certain age to, um, to, uh, yeah. To drink, to, to right, to, to drink, right, to all, all, own kind, guns. all kinds of things, right? Um, but then there's, um, but then you know, the thing that I was uh, talking about with Billy, I have, uh, and we'll get to we'll get to Ar- Ahmed Arbery because that that I have a little bit more of a clear opinion on. But the thing that I was talking about with Billy is when I'm um, when I'm thinking about these things, I always I find myself grappling with the larger what I think is the larger question. Because as far as, you know, different states have different laws, different states have different laws about uh, about possessing a gun and about, 
when you can and cannot uh, shoot someone in self-defense? Do you have or do you not have a duty to try to retreat? Um, whether or not there has to be proportionality. In other words, if someone is uh, coming at you with force, um, whether you're required to respond with only equal force or can you respond with more force? In other words, can you shoot them, et cetera? So each state has laws. And when you get into the each state's individual laws, it gets complicated. It's very complex. So I'm kind of content with Rittenhouse to say, well, okay, we'll we'll know, you know, we'll, I I guess we'll know what the uh, we'll know what the what the verdict is when we know the verdict, and and that's it. But I um because I I mean like I said I haven't been you know I don't have time to to really sit and focus on it uh, on the particulars of the case. You know I get bits and pieces and dribs and drabs, and I'll say well I you know the prosecution makes a good argument there, but the defense makes a good argument there, and so forth. But the larger issue that I grapple with. And there's been many, many instances where, uh, many instances where I find myself grappling with these issues is, um, who is responsible, ultimately, it's the question of who is responsible if you put yourself, if you put yourself in a situation where you feel your life is in danger because of the actions of someone else, who is ultimately responsible in that moment for what happens? Is it? The person who is threatening you and potentially threatening your life? Or is it your own fault for putting yourself in a situation where you should not be to begin with? For example, a 17-year-old with a gun. Um, or is that a shared responsibility? Can you say, and this is where it gets complicated because of you know the legality of it. Or do you say... Well, actually, there's a shared responsibility. The, the, the individuals who are threatening in that case are responsible because, you know, they shouldn't be, you know, you see a guy with a gun, you don't mess mm -hmm. with him, right? That's common sense. On the other hand, um, none of this would have happened if a 17-year-old with a gun wasn't there to begin with. So, so who is responsible and... Do both parties share a responsibility? And if both parties share a responsibility, how do you divide that up? You know, is one party 30% responsible and the other party 70% and so on? And, of course, in— um, The comments are going nuts about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll go back and look at those in a moment. But um, but so, so these are the larger questions that I struggle with. Um, now, in the— uh, in the case of Ahmed Arbery, that to me seems a little more clear. Because I'll, I'll repeat what I said to you on, on the way over here in the car. Um, I, I understand Georgia had this strange law where, or maybe it's not strange, maybe it's common in, in states, I don't know, but this law about, well, you can make a citizen's arrest if you want to, you know, if you feel like being a cowboy one day. Apparently, they've, they've modified the law since then. But... Um, Here's, here's the thing, though. I, looking at it, trying to look at it from the point of view of Ahmad Arbery and what he might have been thinking in that situation as he's trying to get away from, from these guys, here is what I'll say about that. If I'm, if I'm a black guy out for a jog in a sparsely populated area in the South 
and a couple of good old boys with guns and a pickup truck come rolling up on me and say, hey, you're coming with us. Hey, guess what? I ain't going with them. I ain't going with them. Yeah, I ain't nope. going. I'm not getting in that truck. I'm Sorry. Crap, what kind of truck it is. Yeah. Sorry they're uh, Cletus and uh, Otis, but I'm not going Cletus with you. Whatever the, whatever their names are. I know that's not their names, but. Sean Smith. No. I, I, I'm not going because uh, I'm probably thinking if I go with these guys, maybe they're just going to bring me to the police station. Maybe they're going to torture me and then bring me to the police station. Maybe they're just going to kill me. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not getting in the truck. Mm-hmm. So, um, so obviously, again, you know, I grapple with larger questions. Maybe he should have just cooperated with them. Apparently, at the time, it was legal to make a citizen's arrest in Georgia. If he had cooperated with them, maybe he'd be alive today. Then again, maybe he wouldn't be. Maybe they would have taken him somewhere and shot him. And he'd end up dead anyway. I don't know. I just know that, like I said, I'm a black guy out for a jog in Georgia, and a couple of good old boys with guns pull up in a truck and want me to go with them. I'm not going with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just not. So uh, that's that's uh, kind of how I feel about that. But uh, you, you you have any uh, you talked about Rittenhouse? You have any thoughts on Ahmad Arbery? I haven't paid that close attention to that case. Yeah, yeah. Recently. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, that one really kind of started while uh, Rittenhouse is still going on. Um, well, if anyone wants to chime in, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. Uh, but uh, we will look at some of these Facebook live chat comments. Uh, Eric Pilcher says, I honestly think the Rittenhouse prosecutor knew he was in over his head and, uh, and what... Um, and said, hey, I'm going to make this the most hilarious trial ever. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Scott Robinson says the prosecutor is an idiot. And again, I, I assume he's referring to the Rittenhouse uh, prosecutor. Michael Albers says uh, the judge has been biased toward the defense. Uh, Jenny says there is no minor possession charge. It was legal for him to have it. It was it really? I I know that charge. The judge. Wow. I didn't understand why, but I know the judge threw that threw that charge out. But I didn't quite understand why the judge did that. And again, I haven't paid. Jenny's been paying much more uh, close attention uh, to this than I have. But it was legal for him to have it. I didn't think a seventeen year old could ever have a gun. Yeah, you'd think so, but it's the United States. Or is it, or is it maybe the law in Wisconsin that you can't own a gun, but if somebody hands you one, I don't know. Um, let's see. Oh, Jenny says nothing he did was illegal here in New Hampshire. Uh, duty to retreat is bogus BS. Yeah, like I was saying, you know, the the gun laws vary so much from state to state; they really do. Um, duty to retreat is, of course, the concept that if someone is trying to harm you, you have a duty to try to get away from them. You know, you can't just go and shoot them. Um, in New Hampshire, we have stand your ground, and and uh, in other states too, like Florida, for example, where George Zimmerman George Zimmerman killed uh, Trayvon Martin. And st- stand your ground is basically no duty to uh, retreat. But we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? 
It's Jenny. I thought I would give you a call and try to help a little bit better. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so the gun charge that they tried to throw at this guy um, was just a big red herring. The firearm was not illegal for him to possess or use in the state. And it, it it's not like... Long guns are different than pistols, and that's something mm-hmm. that people don't seem to understand. And that's one thing that the prosecutor said that was absolutely it, – it, it aggravated me. Oh, because he, he made a big deal out of it. Pistols are um, considered more dangerous. So Can't that you own one of those when you're kind 21? of carry usually involves an adult. Depending on what state, whether or not you can carry concealed or have to have a license varies. But usually for um, – you cannot buy a gun until you meet the federal standard for a handgun, which I think is 18. If I remember correctly, it's been a long time since I've been around this kind of stuff. For a pistol? Um, but so like a 17 year old, a 16 year old, a 15 year old, absolutely. They can have a long gun. A long gun is a long gun. Is it a rifle? Is it a shotgun? Yes. The charge they tried to hit him with was almost, if I remember correctly, it was almost like a sawed off shotgun kind of a, charge and the gun measurements didn't follow within the category fall within illegal land so like here in new hampshire you can take your 15 year old and hand them a gun Uh, you know they can they can own it they can possess it they can carry it there's nothing illegal about it i'll be damned i didn't know that being afraid of something doesn't make it illegal. So you see somebody with a gun, you don't get to go, oh, my God, I'm scared, and call the cops because you saw that. And Kelly Ahot wrote a piece on that uh, actually for the police departments years back that the mere sight of a firearm, that alarm does not warrant getting to call the police on somebody. Um I'm trying to just like break this down a little as easy as possible, but what the prosecutor is painting, the picture that he paints is just really disgusting to me as somebody who believes in the, in the right to self-defense and the second amendment. He had an absolutely, he had a legal right to be there. Was it smart? Hell no. No. Oh, hell no. He shouldn't have gotten involved. He's too young. You know, that would have been my, my belief, but, but that doesn't make him a criminal and that certainly doesn't make him a murderer. He actually showed more. Fight. He actually showed um, the fact that he was being self-defense by the fact that he didn't just start shooting everybody or anything like that. He didn't touch anybody. He's had multiple run-ins with people all night long. It wasn't until the guy pulled the gun on him that he shot the guy. I mean, he had a legal right to be there. Duty to retreat is something that I'm not a fan of. And I will tell you why. One of the biggest reasons I'm not a fan of duty to the retreat is that tells a woman who believes this person is trying to come in to try and hurt her, that she has to try and turn her back on the would-be rapist and run away. If she has a firearm and and, and wants to defend herself, she has that right. But with duty to retreat, it takes that right away. It says if there's room, you got to try and run. And you might not have the guy's got a gun, he shoots you in the back. Oh, too bad. You have a duty to retreat. That's a great That does uh, exist in their law. Great point. But in the States, I'm sorry. I just said that's a great point. And and probably a lot of people have never thought of it that way. That's a great point. Because 
when we talk about firearms, we talk about it in the context normally of a white guy. We don't talk about it with women, with minor, with minorities, with people who work in dangerous areas, um, or anything of of that that sort. We don't, you know. In this case, we got a. Um, he may be seventeen, but he shot a guy who was trying to shoot him. Right, kick him in the face. The guy that he says grabbed, and this was something I picked up on from watching the trial. Um, the guy that he says tried to grab his gun actually had powder burn on his hand. That begs to say what he's saying is true. How's a guy get powder burn on his hand if he wasn't grabbing the barrel of the gun or, or, or right there? I mean, he, he's, everything that he has done is what self-defense is about. The right to choose that you have a right to life equally as that criminal. I mean, when somebody breaks in or tries to hurt you, it's you and them. I don't care if you hit a button or whatever you do, if you yell at, at Siri to call for you, that doesn't make the cop disappear in your house. We don't have Star Trek tech yet. Yeah. You can't make, I mean, that would be awesome, right? Hit a button, cop shows up and says, ah, I'm right here. But that's not what we live and that's not what it is. Right. If it's you and them, it's you know, it's really you choosing whether or not you're going to fight for your life or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that makes you know, sense. It, yeah. There's more to it, and in this situation, it's a horrible situation, no matter how you look at it. Oh, of course. But the guy, the first guy, if you watch the videos of this man and you listen to the prosecutor, it's insane. I'm listening to a prosecutor. Um, talk down what the other guy was doing, like lighting. He lit. He was lighting um, big metal garbage bins, the big giant ones you find in like apartment buildings or behind stores. Lit it on fire, was shoving it at people. Like that's this guy wasn't coming. He certainly didn't come to the table with clean hands, and he did make a play for the for the guy. It just so happens that Kyle had the ability to defend himself, and he lived and walked away. Had it been the other way around, what would be the discussion right now? I'm not sure. But in that moment, Kyle made the choice to try and walk away and live another day. If he had not done what he did, I have a, I believe that he would be dead. I believe he would have been dead. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to – I can't say that I have a problem with that because I honestly do not. And the Ahmad Aubrey trial is an entirely different animal, mm -hmm. entirely different animal. They're not comparable. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But the guy, you you can tell this guy's watching TV and stuff. The guy who shot Amard Arbery up on the stand was uh, cross-examined today. He's like trying to use things I've heard said about Kyle, that he was it was self-defense and he was in fear of his life, which is bogus and bull. I mean, really? You're in fear of your life when you're driving a truck? Yeah. <laughs> And this guy's running, and you're chasing. Yeah, no, I mean he's guilty. They're all guilty, and they better go away for a long time. That was murder. I don't care. Yeah. It was murder. Even I don't care how many videos you show of the guy looking around that construction site. Right. Have you ever looked at construction oh, and course. wanted to get a closer look? He didn't steal anything. Right. Ever. I've climbed up. I've climbed up buildings. Nothing. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You can't be a curious yeah. black man. Well. 
So when you look at these two cases, they're, they're just they're not even close to being comparable. The gun laws are different, you know, and there's more yeah. than just just the surface that a lot of us have gleamed from, you know, a three second or three minute uh, piece on the late night news. Right. Right. Of course, yeah. Well, that's why I, you know, haven't formed really strong opinions on uh, Rittenhouse because I, I just don't feel like I've had a chance to, you know, I really haven't had a chance to watch it closely. So I just get the get what I get uh, from the from the news, and I, uh, you know, I'm yeah. kind of just, you know, let the process work. That's been my approach to it. Like I said, I just grapple with the larger questions about, you know, responsibility, everyone's personal responsibility in a situation like that. But I think you made some great points. I hope that helps kind of straighten it out a little bit. I mean, I'm yeah. not an expert or anything. It's been a long time since I've been around this stuff. Well, you know, way back when I might have been an expert, not anymore. Well, well you know, but just on the, you know, there's more to it. And we, let's put ourselves in the situation. Would you fight for your life or would you lay down and die? Right, right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know I probably ticked a lot of people off there. <laughs> oh, I shall let you go. Have a wonderful show. All right. Thank you for the call. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. All right. No, that was uh, that was helpful. I mean, she certainly knows a lot more about it than I do as far as gun mm-hmm. laws and so forth. Um, 603-250-6007 is a number, and I think we already have uh, somebody else chiming in. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? Hail to the king, baby. Hey, Dirk Don. How are you, my friend? Hey, not bad. I was uh, reluctant to call in because everyone's going to already hear my voice from the, the album review later during yes. the show. Yes, yes. Um. The the bad takes over the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial and controversy need to stop. It is some of the most partisan crap I have ever heard. And it is so blatantly uh, dishonest. And, and what is on the line right now is a person's ability to self-defense. That's really what's at stake here. I do feel like, uh, you know, when you when you mention partisan takes, I mean, that is how these things tend to fall. Um, you know, uh, more conservative minded people will side with Rittenhouse, more liberal minded people uh, will side with the prosecution. And, and it that that tends to be obviously not everyone uh, who is a conservative or liberal or somewhere in between is going to fall one way or the other. But but that is how these these things tend to go. Uh, it, it, you know, if you just spend even a couple minutes on social media, it's obvious, and which is too bad because uh, people kind of abdicate their own responsibility to critically think about these things when they just go, you know, well, I'm a liberal, so I'm going to think this way, or I'm a conservative, I'm going to think that way. Right. So uh, people who, who know me tend to know that I'm, I'm a liberal, uh, not a leftist, but a liberal. Uh, there's there's a serious distinction between the two of them, and uh, and and I call, I've been calling out as I've as I've seen it, and I've been very mean about it, which is why I'm in Facebook jail. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm going to put it out as blunt as possible here. Uh, people are upset about Kyle because he knew how to defend himself, and because he has the wrong politics. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. That's really it. That's, that's why you've got all these people that are, that are uh, defending the prosecution. Uh, they're d- defending the idea that college should be going into jail. Um, and, and, yeah, sure, I, I, I guess Kyle shouldn't have been, been there, but because nobody should have been there. No protesting at night is going to be leading to good results. Well, uh, Mel McMell in the chat room, uh, since you brought that up, says uh, legal right to be there. There was a curfew in place. Wouldn't that make his presence illegal, which is a great point. But then what you say too, Dirk, is uh, technically no one should have been there because there was a curfew. So legally, none of those people should have been there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and I don't care that Kyle went there. I don't care about the, the notion that, well, he crossed state lines. That's nothing more than, than using uh, an emotional stance to get people to agree with you. It means nothing. It, it is <clears throat> like a, a, a drive between uh, my city and the city next to mine. So let, like, let's, let's also not forget uh, the, the roof Koreans of the L.A. riots who had the cojones to say, hippity-hoppity, get off my property. If uh, like the, the prosecution was was using the audacity that Kyle should have called 911. What is 911 going to do for him during that riot? If if right. 911 is not going to be able to protect you in the way that you need to, then you have to do it yourself. It is on the people to protect uh, what uh, what a lot of lefties have been calling. Well, this is personal property. It's just property. Uh, they've got insurance, so it's going to be you know built back the next day. That's not how it works. Yeah, that makes That's me, not how any of this works. That makes me nuts when I hear that too. When I hear people, you know, I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of protesting. Uh, I think it's the essence of patriotism. But when I hear people justifying the destruction of property and looting and things like that, I just it makes my head want to explode. And the people who do yeah. that, the people who engage in that kind of thing, don't realize how much they defeat their own cause by doing that because every for every brick that is thrown and every window that is broken every piece of property that is harmed or not just property but but maybe a, a business owner or someone who is harmed um every time that happens they're just giving ammunition uh pun maybe intended to the other side to use against them rhetorically and say, oh, look at these looters. Look at the violence. See, they just want to break stuff. They don't really care about this or that. And it's just maddening that is to me. exactly what I've been pointing out. And furthermore, the way that, that these people have been demonizing Kyle for over a year, uh, what they're doing is, is uh, making it much easier for far-right uh, weirdos to recruit other people, mm-hmm. all they have to do is 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 look at the 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 lefties that are spewing their crap and saying, "Well, hey, you know, this, these guys don't know what they're talking about, but but we do." Like all you have to do is be educated about this, and you can end up recruiting people to your side. Mm-hmm. So if if um, if if uh, lefties who are uh, bashing 
Kyle and, and, and demonizing him and, and trying to push for uh, him to, to lose the trial, like if you really want to help out the, the right wing and be a tool for them, keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep going. So I, it's and, and the thing that Christian said that uh, I, I have a problem with here is that uh, saying that Kyle was mouthing off to people and, and that got him uh, attacked and chased. Christian, you're going to have to back that up. You, you need to actually back this up with some evidence of that happening because we've got the footage of one of the people that Kyle shot uh, saying, bust me, N-word, uh, shoot me, N-word. Okay, so the, then I'll backtrack on that because I haven't seen every bit of, bit of footage. I've seen a good majority of it, but I haven't seen every bit of footage, so I definitely didn't see that. But, like, it, it's just it's just a disaster from the beginning. You know what I mean? And listening to everyone talk here, it's like, okay, maybe maybe I was a little bit in the wrong here. Now I understand, like, the ins and outs of everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's complicated. So, it's, and you could probably hear from, from the way that I'm talking about this that I'm very, um, I, in, like, I'm very into what's going on here. I'm very invested. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it is like your right to defend yourself that is on the line here. It, it's um, like I want people of all races to be able to have the ability to, to take care of themselves and to defend themselves as well. It's not just a, you know, a white boy being able to defend himself that I care about. It's, you know, I, I want everyone to be able to have that ability. Um, God, it's like there's so much about this that I'm losing track of, or, you know, I'm losing my mind here, <laughs> but part of the heart of this is that the arguments are, are also coming from people that don't know anything about guns. Oh and, yeah. And people are listening to them. I know. And I'm so sick of this. I'll, I'll tell you what, Dirk, I, I, I turns out, I know even less than I thought I knew. Not that I thought I knew much, but um, some of what uh, Jenny was saying, I didn't realize, uh, you know, in, in terms of age and, uh, and and who can legally have a gun? I I, I learned some things uh, just from that call that uh, I I never knew, <laughs> and I, and I'm I'm, well, I'm, you, I'm embarrassed you got a, you because got a point I'm, where people don't. Oh, I was just going to say that's the point I'm, where people don't know what a uh, don't know what a uh, semi-automatic is. Yeah, yeah. And they're trying to yell at you about about guns being you know needing to be taken away. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, you know I'm I'm very uh, pro Second Amendment myself, even though I'm not like I'm not into guns. I don't own a gun. Don't feel like I need one, but I do think if you're a law-abiding citizen and you want to have a gun, you should have a gun. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, uh, but I, I'm embarrassed that I didn't know that you know, like in New Hampshire, you can be 15 and you know, you, you can have a gun. Uh, obviously, with some adult supervision, I presume. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, but you're right too. I, I always hear. I've heard Jenny uh, correct people on it and others too about you know the differences between guns and people don't understand. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people who are very pro-gun control don't understand what a semi-automatic weapon is versus an automatic weapon and so on and so forth. And uh, I, I think part of I think part of that, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier about people always being so partisan with these things, um, I think part of partisanship is kind of hyper simplifying and being very reductive with these things to the point where you really just um, people kind of make their arguments without knowing what they're really arguing about necessarily because they don't know all the particulars of the very machinery, uh, shall we say, that they're arguing about. Yeah. 
And I'm looking at the comments here. Uh, Pete's saying it's not the right to defend yourself on the line here. It's the right to vigilantism that's being allowed if the kid walks. Again, another nuclear bad take. I'm so tired of this. Um, if, if 911 is not going to help you out in the way that you need to, then vigilantism is going to have to be the way. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. I mean, if the roof Koreans were able to be as base as they were, then other people should be as well. Do you have, uh, by the way, uh, while we have you on the line, Dirk, do you have thoughts on Ahmad Arbery as well? I haven't been able to pay attention to what's going on with that trial. I know I will at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be, I'll I've be been curious. so spread thin, and most of my time on YouTube has been trying to look into what's happening with the Rittenhouse trial. I, my attention span at this point has been so spread out. There's so much going on for me here. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you got a lot going on. Absolutely. All right. Well, very good, Dirk. I'm I'm really glad you called. Uh, anything you wanted to add? Uh, no. All right. All right. Well, great, uh, great call, my friend. Dirk Don from uh, Arrogant Media. I'm really glad you chimed in today. Yeah, thanks, buddy. All right. Yeah, thanks, you, bye. You got it, man. Take care. All right. The great Dirk Don. And, of course, you can subscribe to the Arrogant Media YouTube channel. Uh, Dirk and company do uh, put out a lot of great content. Speaking of which, in uh, just a couple of moments, we're going to be hearing uh, Dirk Don's album review. And this week, the subject is Blind Guardian. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think we learned some things from those two, uh, those two calls there, uh, Christian. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I just want to mention, uh, before we, uh, go to Dirk's review of just a couple more of these, um, a lot of, uh, Facebook live activities, activity, I should say. Um, let's see. Mel McMell says, strange when the Black Panthers were waiting around with guns protecting property and people. I think Mel um, McMell is Melanie Liberty, maybe? Uh, um, I could be wrong. Uh, don't remember them receiving this level of support from white America. Uh, that is true, Mel. Uh, when, got a point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, is, uh, that is true. Uh, Michael Albert says, ridiculous that the judge threw out the video of him saying... Uh, if I had an AR-15 regarding shoplifters, um, mm. Jenny says uh, most gun laws, most gun law was built on keeping people of color from bearing arms. Um, Tom Blanchard says the other guy pointed his gun at him, so he shot him. Eric Pilcher says I'm saying uh, from a should have done something different perspective, legally he did nothing wrong, uh, referring to uh, Rittenhouse. Um, Michael Albert says, Matt Connerton, you have to stop playing the public enemy in your car south of the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> uh, Jenny says, this is regarding Ahmaud Arbery. Uh, those guys are guilty of sin and better go to jail. That was three white guys chasing down a black man as if he was a deer hunt. Uh, FFS, it's insane. Uh, I agree. Eric Pilcher says the Ahmad Arbery situation is ridiculous. The fact that any state has a law that could even be interpreted as vigilantism being okay is insane. That was murder. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Eric. Much as I'm trying to approach it the same way mentally as I approach Rittenhouse and not form strong opinions only because I have not watched uh, the trial closely enough. I, uh, I, uh, my, my gut uh, ag definitely agrees with you on that uh, and with Jenny as well. Um, let's see. Jeff nine in the chat says, let's hope the rioters do not burn Kenosha down 
when he does not get convicted. I, I, I hope there is not violence, but I'm concerned, uh, especially since my mother lives in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Fun fact. Uh, Tom Blanchard says, Jenny, you nailed it. Um, let's see. Um, Pete Trouble Morris uh, commented in the chat. Uh, actually, Dirk already addressed that, but uh, Pete said, nobody would say you can't defend yourself. That stupid kid put himself in dangerous situations and wanted to play street medic. He shot three criminals and he himself was a criminal. Well, he did put himself in a bad spot. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't think at 17, you, you necessarily have the maturity to handle something like that. Um, so I certainly wish he hadn't been there, but I think that part we agree on. I think we all wish that he hadn't been there, uh, including Kyle Rittenhouse himself. Mm -hmm. Um, Tom Blanchard says, there's way too many lawyers out there. Have you seen the yellow pages lately? <laughs> hey, hey, leave me alone. I haven't Can seen, I... I haven't seen the yellow pages lately. Is that still a thing? Yeah. Are f phone books still exist? I think so. I don't oh, know. I don't know. So I'm talk about lawyers, man. After the <laughs> Travis Scott concert in, in Houston. Yeah. All I've seen on my Facebook is you could be entitled to financial oh. compensation. Oh my I'm God. Like, oh my God. Oh wow. He's like facing 2 billion in like lawsuits right now oh yeah oh no. i believe it yeah i believe it jesus well we do uh let's top of the hour a little bit past so let's do this we're going to go to this week's music review from our friend dirk don of arrogant media and this week the subject is blind guardian uh which is a great choice i like blind guardian and then uh after that we'll show some love to our sponsors and then we will be back in hour, we will be deep in hour number two of Matt Connerton Unleashed. So plenty more to come. Don't go away. Hey, hey, everyone. I'm Papa Dirk, and I decided it's time. It's time for me to get into one of my absolute most favorite albums that I listen to on the regular, whether it's digitally or on vinyl. This is Blind Guardian. Let's get into it. talked about how fun power metal is but i have not gotten into what is my favorite in the genre blind guardian in 1992 they released one of their more defining works which was somewhere far beyond an album that led to the fans referring to the band as the bards which is inspired by the album artwork along with the themes explored by blind guardian throughout this album the writing within blind guardian is generally done by lead guitarist andre ulbrich and vocalist hansi kush both members are the main force behind the band which while they have also been lucky enough to have consistent band members which is a case for how well the chemistry in the band goes while previous releases have been in the direction of speed metal with a mixture of thrash, Somewhere Far Beyond has kept a lot of the musical pace from before, but as they give a gallop along with the tremolo picking with properly drawn out choruses as displayed in the quest for Tanalorn. 
What also helped the sound in the album is that the listener can sense an ever so slight amount of reverb, which allows the audio to have a glow that isn't overbearing by any means. This also enhances Hanzi's vocals. A trick that he enjoys employing is recording clean vocals with multiple takes and then layering them, which then sounds like a chorus of multiple Hanzis. It's a clever use of audio engineering that is able to enhance how grand the song writing is. Hanzi is not only an excellent singer and lyricist, but also he has the chops to write the piano piece that went with his performance for Black Chamber, where instead of writing something overindulgent and artistically pompous, Hanzi writes from the perspective of a Twin Peaks character for a quick 56 second song. Flexing their acoustic strengths, the album contains The Bard's Song in the Forest, inspired by a computer game called The Bard's Tale. However, it's not like the listener needs to have played this game in order to appreciate the song, and this is part of why the band is referred to as The Bards. They are able to write music that can inspire someone to look into what they wrote about and then appreciate the same stories. So even if you have never read The Hobbit or watched the movies, it's not like you're going to be feeling like you're missing something when hearing the next track, The Bards Song, The Hobbit. The ninth track in Somewhere Far Beyond is an instrumental, The Piper's Calling, which is a performance of the musical writings of John MacDonald. This leads to the album Closer, Somewhere Far Beyond, the title track, which is a retelling of what is po- probably one of Hansi Kirsch's favorite series in literature, The Dark Tower by Stephen King. The song is hard-hitting and fierce, bringing a compilation of what defines Blind Guardian to this day, from the treble riffs to the layered Hansi vocals to the wonderfully composed guitar solos, all collectively giving a sense of adventure, telling you that it's time to crack open a new book and find a great journey for yourself. This will be far from the only review of Blind Guardian I will provide for the show, as while it's hard to have a favorite album by the band, this is due to how consistently well-written and performed the music is, and the further down the timeline you go, the more evolved and defined the band has become. If you're a book lover or someone who enjoys fantasy role-playing games, I implore you to listen to more Blind Guardian. And some of the albums I want to talk about later include Nightfall in Middle-Earth, which is actually about the Cimmerillion by Tolkien, and At the Edge of Time. This album review is brought to you by Matt Connerton Unleashed. To listen to the reviews live, you can go to the Facebook page for Matt Connerton Unleashed. And you can also listen through WMNH Radio. And this show goes from Monday through Friday from 3 o'clock p.m. Central until 5 o'clock p.m. Central. Typically, you may find me in the comments while the album reviews are playing. This is depending on what's going on for me with work, but I'm also under a three-day ban from Facebook, so I can't really do any commenting at the moment here, or otherwise I, I would indulge with you in the comments section. But give the show a listen, check it out, and I want to give a special thanks to Matt Connerton. Till next time.
everybody. Welcome back. We are well into hour number two, a numero dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, also on Comcast 97 in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners from across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Today is Thursday, November 18, 2021, and uh, Christian Lacoste, DJ Reckless, is here as well at the news desk. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm still here, I think. I you, don't know. You are, in fact, still here. Sorry, I was trying to recite every commercial on WMNH. <laughs> yeah, you've almost got them down. Uh, I started mumbling halfway can, through. Well, you know. You tell can, them more, Trudy. Yes, uh, tell us more, Trudy. Yeah, see, oh. you, you don't have it quite exact, oh, though, do you? Same yeah. thing. So close. The Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street. That, there you go. There you go. I know, I'm getting there. S- speaking of the Hop Knot, and uh, if you're watching online, I've got my Hop Knot shirt. Kristen likes when I say that. Uh, <laughs> not sure. Mahop not sure. Uh, today is Thursday, which means tonight is trivia night at the Hop Knot, hosted by the great Bill Cini. And of course, uh, they have delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. Uh, you know, so you don't have to play uh, trivia. You can just enjoy some uh, gourmet pretzels and craft beer. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, uh, Ali Beaudry playing there uh, Friday night. A uh, couple of events. Oh, now I'm looking for it here. A uh, couple of events that Kenny wanted me to mention. Christian, why can't I find uh, why can't I find that on my phone all of a sudden? There it is. I don't know. There it is. It's people with their phones, man. <laughs> I when know. They're not right? on T-Mobile and they're on Verizon. That that tends to happen. I am on Verizon. That is true. You'd actually be surprised how many people come into my store. Yeah. With problems from Verizon, expect me to fix it. Really? Can you fix mine? No. Okay. Uh, no. Come the, over to T-Mobile and make <laughs> the pre-Thanksgiving karaoke party, November twenty-fourth, from eight p.m. to midnight at the Hop Knot. And the Gender Blender Drag Show, which is a very popular feature there, uh, is on December 5th from 2 to 4 p.m. So a couple uh, great events coming up at the Hop Knot. And, of course, you know, we've been talking about it, uh, the Miracle on Elm Street, which is going to be happening on December 2nd. Now, uh, that doesn't mean you have to wait until December 2nd to donate, of course. You can do that at any point. But uh, December 2nd will be live 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., you know, 7 a.m. starting with the morning show at Bonfire. Uh, and I will be on 4 to 6 from the Bonfire as well. But I think we're going to do an all-day thing. I will know more uh, as uh, Peter White knows more. And uh, But uh, the, the plan is a live telethon. So all day from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. from the Bonfire, uh, just up the street here on oh, Elm Street. And uh, we're very excited about that. But you can drop toys off uh, ahead of time, of course, uh, at 1045 Elm Street, where we are, suite number 300. Uh, or you can send a check if you'd like to make a monetary donation. Uh, make it out to Hope NH Inc. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. And you can send that to WMNH 1045 Elm Street Suite 300 Care of the Morning Show, mm -hmm. Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, I forget what our zip code is, and it's not on here, but you can... 03102 or 03101. Okay, I think it's 03101. Yeah. One of the two. Cause but uh, you can look it up online. Yeah. If you're, you're going to send a check. Uh, but uh, And if you'd like to contact Matt Cushane for more information about how you can help and get involved, his email is mattc at hopenh.org. So there you go. So we're very excited about that. And then you've got uh, you've got an event coming up uh, oh, yeah. for the community. I got the DJ Reckless Christmas Party. It's the first annual one. We're hoping to make an annual thing. I'm doing a benefit for the New Hampshire Food uh, Food Bank. So I'm really excited for that and to give back to the community with that. It's um, Sunday, December 12th from not 8 to 1 a 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. at 603 Bar and Grill. Um, bring a non-perishable food item and there will be a cash donation box too. And also I will have merch for sale that night and ha um, any of the proceeds from that will go towards the New Hampshire Food Bank. Very good. And did Jenny send you um, uh, something? Yeah, a, a message about uh, I'd I'd forgotten about about that too. I wanted to mention that it's it's the, I think it's the art event that she's on going Messenger, to. Though I can't get on Messenger at the moment because Facebook um, did some weird stuff to me. Oh, I'm looking to see if I have it. Uh, I know there's uh, she was talking about it on the show the other day. Um, send that again, Jenny, if you want to my Messenger. Yeah. But. Um, John Hopwood in the chat says, I give back to the community by staying off the airwaves. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Honestly. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. But we, no, I um, we love John Hopwood. I want to circle back around to the Miracle on Elm Street real quick. Yes. Um, and express how important that is. You know, growing up, I didn't have much. And there was there was a time my dad had to take like donations or whatever the heck it was from from separate like nonprofits or whatever. You know, because we growing up, like I said, didn't have much. Mm -hmm. So seeing what's Matt, what Matt and Peter are doing with the Miracle on Elm Street, it, it hits sort of home. So I'm really stoked they're doing it, and especially like giving back to the community. That's one thing that's always been, I think, Matt's goal and my goal. Yes. Giving back to the community. For me, it's like everybody here at WMNH, everybody all over the city has watched me grow from when the time I was 17, you know, from the first time I was on this show to dude i'm turning 21 in two weeks yeah wow nuts it's nuts you know and it's the fact that people have sat here and watched me grow and now i'm able to give back to those people absolutely no that's fantastic and we're very proud of you uh john Hop john Hopwood oh boy said in the chat room the community can kiss my arse <laughs> oh, oh no now that's no 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 john hopwood's message i would say is very and wrinkly very different oh my very different from your message. Uh, I'd say two two very divergent uh, messages uh, for the community. Uh, <laughs> you and you and John Hopwood. Oh boy. Yes. Um, I'm trying to figure out. There there must be a through line somewhere. But uh, and he also uh, says he demands a pineapple pizza, which is uh, just get uh, out of here. With that. The, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Jenny. Yeah. The event Jenny wanted to mention uh, Friday, November nineteenth. Uh, lots of exhibits open this Friday. Uh, in the gallery, we have Vision and Visibility featuring work by emerging New England-based BIPOC visual artists that offers unique insight into perspective, 
perception and the personal, as well as 35, oh, I'm sorry, as well as cultural identity. Uh, this is uh, the 3S Art Space and Black Heritage Trail of New Hampshire uh, are honored to share this work with the public in an effort to work to make visible the work of contemporary BIPOC, BIPOC artists and to encourage all of us to stay curious, um, foster empathy, and fuel creativity. Uh, so this is, um, oh, so the, it's going, I think Jenny's going Friday, but this goes uh, November 19th to January 2nd. Uh, the opening reception is on Friday. Oh. Um, masks are required. And um, I don't see where this is exactly, Jenny. It's, uh, but I know it's in Portsmouth. But Somewhere in Portsmouth at, at the 3S, why? 3YS art space, I believe. 3S art space. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that must be where in Portsmouth yeah. it is. Okay. Um, and there's also the uh, craft fair, uh, 9 to 3. Uh, what is that? This weekend uh, the YMCA in Goffstown. Okay, cool. I think she's going uh, with Miriam oh, geez, to Matt, that. Thanks for helping me, helping me with my entertainment report. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is my entertainment report. Christmas edition. Oh, yes. Well, so do, do you think it's... Uh, did, did you have anything to add entertainment wise? No. Okay, because I was going to, you know, if you did, I was going to do this. No, no, no. Cut it. Oh, no. Nothing no, to add? No, okay. No, all right. No. Never mind then. Never mind. No. All right. Very good. Uh, if you'd like to get in with a call, uh, do so quickly 603 250 6007 because uh, tonight the weekly Dion returns live immediately following this program here at WMNH 95.3. So, you know, we'll be uh, wrapping up a little bit early, of course, as we do when there's a live show right after us to give us time to kind of, you know, we'll play some cool songs for the the bridge between the programs, mm -hmm. but uh, we'll need to make way for them. So that is coming up uh, tonight at 6 p.m. Ben Dion and his father, Daryl Dion, returning live with the weekly Dion. Uh, they've been off uh They've been off for a few weeks. Uh, I think Eric Pilcher uh, mentioned he wanted to call in. So, uh, Eric, mm. if you do, uh, I would say do it now, 603-250-6007, or anyone who wants to get in with a, a quick call, 603-250-6007. Uh, you can also text me at 617-917-4476, tweet me at Matt Connerton, or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do is give us a call at 603-250-6007. And I want to remind you, too, tomorrow on the show, I hope you enjoyed uh, Dirk Don's uh, review of Blind Guardian. Tomorrow on the show, it will be Eric Pilcher's classic film review. And this week, the subject is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. So very good. Hey, do you have any um thoughts on uh you mentioned earlier the the Travis Scott that uh that show there? Do I have thoughts on that? What is the death toll up to? It's up to ten. Um Jesus. I think it's like two nine year olds. Um and a few other people. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. Um honestly, being a performer or entertainer or whatever you call me at this point as a DJ, um, it's very disappointing to see. Um, there's a lot of, uh, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough topic. Yeah. Because like, I don't, I don't know. I've seen it on a much smaller scale. Like I've seen fights and stuff break out in crowds. Never seen people die in crowds, obviously. Yeah. But like there, seemed like there was so much going on that day at the Astroworld Festival in Houston, which, um, if you guys don't know, quick little background on it is Travis Scott, a rapper 
a hip hop artist, um, based out of Houston through a festival called the Astro World Festival, um, which is his brand. Oh, so he, so just to clarify, so he was not only the headliner, but it's actually his festival. It's his festival. It's gotcha. his festival. Okay. Um, and things got out of hand. The crowd sizes was huge. Um, people died over a lot of people were injured and it just turned into an all out chaotic scene in Houston. And, um, it's tough because I'm like, Ugh, about it. Are you a fan of him? Travis Scott? Personally? No. Yeah. Personally, no. Um, he has he has a few songs that I I, I like. I think he's, I don't think he's good. I think he uses too much auto tune, honestly. Uh, yeah, the the little bit I, I'd never really listened to him, but I I did check out uh, some of his stuff, obviously in the wake of what happened at that show, and um, yeah, a lot. The one of thing I will say though, <laughs> the one thing I will say about in not in defense of Travis Scott, but the whole week before that, you know, it's not getting any coverage. He was giving back to the Houston community a lot. He opened up basketball courts, a youth center, um, a few other things too. And then this happened. I'm not going to say it's all his fault, but I think the organizers dropped the ball here, honestly. And security well, was just well, they there. let they let too many people in, didn't they? They let way too many people in. You look at yeah. that crowd size. That concert was actually streamed on um, Apple Music. Yeah. Like it was live streamed. Like with a whole production team, dude. And it's like, think about it. You know, when they're doing the sky shots, there's people down there dying, bro. You're literally watching people die. Wow. It's just yeah. nuts. And it all it obviously all happened in the back, like the back of the crowd, because that they they surge forward. Which yeah. people are gonna do at a concert, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. And I mean Travis did stop his show a few times. He said, Hey, this guy's passed out or something like that, or whatever. You know what I mean? And made it clear to a security that something was going on. But he didn't know fully what was going on until after. Well, I know, you know, one of the things that people are criticizing him for is that, you know, for not not stopping the show sooner or sooner or. Um, but the, the thing is, though, too, when you're on stage, you don't necessarily know what's going on out there. And it's hard to see. Uh, I don't care. He had in-ear, in-ear monitors on. Yeah. He had in-ear monitors on. Someone should have came over that. Someone in production should have said, hey, Travis, yeah. this is going on. We need to cut the festival. We need to cut the show. We need to do something. Yeah. Clearly, there was, a, I mean, I think there was a lack of communication there. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, you know, because you can't, right, someone should have said something or, or you know, cut, cut the sound or something because, you know, from his perspective, you know, for anyone who's never been on stage, you might not know, but when you're in front of a crowd of people and you've got lights in your face, you can't necessarily see what's going on no. out there. Um, so uh, now if, if he was told what was going on and he kept going, that's a problem. And uh, and I know that um, you know, Jenny says in the chat, the camera guy should have yelled out on his radio uh, something. And um, John Hopwood shared a, a link to, um, you know, this has obviously happened before. John shared a link. Uh, this is from USA Today. Astro World brings memories of the Who concert stampede yep. that left 11 people dead 40 yeah, years man. ago. There is a history of this, and it's there's always nuts. a risk. You know, also now people are coming out and saying, yo, Travis Scott's concerts have always been reckless and wild. Well, that's something I wanted to get your opinion on, too, because uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Pe- so, people are saying he has a history of encouraging. Yeah, I'm all about having fun, you know, and maybe doing a few stupid things, but not 
doing stupid things that are going to get someone hurt. Right. You know, like crowd surfing. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. If you jump off that stage, that's on you at that point. They don't have to catch you. You fall, break a few bones, that's on you. Right. But do not, do not tell your fans to jump off a balcony, bro. Yeah. A fan br- jumped off a balcony, if, um, I want to say it was 2017. All right. And I was supposed to crowd surf, right? Broke both his legs. Oh, God. Really? That's what I heard. Oh, jeez. But it's like, why would you wow. say that? And now I'm seeing yeah. all these artists come out, right? What what really, it irks me, but it also it's it's sort of okay to me. All these artists now are stopping their shows mid-show, and they're like, oh, yo, this is going on, blah, blah, blah. Okay. You didn't do that before, Travis Scott. You didn't do that before any of this happened. Yeah. Now I just feel like everyone's making it part of their show to like, yeah, maybe they, maybe they have good intentions behind it, but a lot of people are doing it over normal things when there's security right there. I have seen, uh, I remember seeing uh, Disturbed. This was a long time ago, but I, I saw the band uh, Disturbed once at a show. It was it was an outdoor show, and um, like Dave Draymond get, getting really angry at the crowd, and he was right to. Yeah. He, saw, he saw a woman... Uh, being like she was crowd, she'd been crowd surfing, but somebody ripped off her her shirt, and uh, that crowd and, 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 she, <laughs> and she was exposed. And Dave Draymond was furious at the crowd over that. Oh, yeah, we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? It's John Hopwood. John Hopwood, how are you, my friend? I hope you're out uh, giving to the community. <laughs> well, actually, I was mowing my lawn, and but you know it's dark now. So well, I don't want to. You know, Mow anything that I shouldn't be mowing. That's a that's a very that's very good advice. We often discuss that on Matt Connerton Unsheathed as well. Well, that's very true. You know, <laughs> old men. I'm I'm an old fart. Uh-huh. I'm not yelling at somebody like Christian. I'm out mowing where I shouldn't be. Right. Yeah, you always tend to yell at the old at the younger people, man. Yeah. It Especially makes, me. Uh, it makes us. Uh, like a, a very overripe woman, it makes us dream of younger days, Christian. Well, and he's he's yelling at you to get off his lawn so he can mow it. Get off my lawn. <laughs> See? Hey, uh, just a quick note. The thing about the Who was they had festival seating. I remember that because uh, that was a big shocker. That's when I was at uh, college over 40 years ago. A long, and because long they weren't assigned seats. Uh, the people remember. stampeded. I don't know if I don't go. I haven't been to a concert since I saw Lou Reed back in 1995. You know, so uh, I don't know what it's like now. Yeah, but, I'm gonna uh, take you to a concert, John. It, it was such a well. Uh, you know, I mean, a concert where you actually have to pay you know, rather than sneak in or something. But uh, <laughs> I just wanted to add that uh, that festival seating was. One of the, the reason that there was a stampede at the Who concert, but it was such a shocker. The Who made the uh, cover of a Time magazine, and here's something ironic. I was a big fan of uh, they called it New Wave. Well, I love punk music, punk rock in the '70s. Then there was the New Wave, people like Elvis Costello and the Clash. And to them, you know, acts like the Who were old farts. You know, they were past it, but. Uh, Actually, that disaster gave the who was shot in the arm, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the irony of the tragedy. Yeah. Okay, great show. Talk to you later, guys. All right, John. Thanks for the call. Um, Take care. Yeah, but going back to the Travis Scott thing, actually. Um, 
See, when I'm DJing, right, I'm up on stage. I'm always scanning the crowd to make sure things are okay. Because obviously there's 300 people up in this club and there's probably only eight security guards. Mm -hmm. They can't be everywhere and anywhere. You know, so if I see like a girl, for example, really nervous. If I make eye contact with her and I see her looking really nervous, mm. I'd be like, are you good? Like, I'll give her those eyes. And if not, then if I'm not DJing, I'll go grab security. And if there's no security and I see it going too crazy, it's like, all right. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get her away from there. Yeah. Obviously, you know what I mean? And it's an all too common thing, especially in clubs nowadays. Oh, yeah. Guys are just ridiculous and disgusting, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um. Yeah, I haven't seen, I, I, you know, I don't think I've ever seen at a show, I've never seen violence. I, I've just seen. I have. I, but I've, mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, I, I actually, I probably have seen violence if I, if I really thought about it. But I bet you you've seen a fight. Well, I mean, I've seen fights at like local shows because I used to promote local shows. But I mean, mm-hmm. but I mean, like at an, at an arena show or something or a large club, I've never really seen anything get no. out of hand. Um, but, um, yeah, so he's in uh, he's in a lot of trouble though, right? Yeah, Travis he's, Scott, he's, he's, he's getting... I think he's facing close to two billion dollars in lawsuits right now. Jesus, wow, or something like something like that. I read. Yeah. Also, also, I found out it's not a good idea to play his music now. I played it at a show. I think it was Friday night, and I ain't ever seen a crowd stop so quick in my life. Oh, really? I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna switch the song real quick. Oh, Travis Sweet Scott is Caroline. canceled. No. He, he is canceled, huh? He's dude. Wow. Uh, I don't know. And it's, his apology was, I don't know, man. I wasn't a fan of his apology either. Wow. Uh, John Hopwood says, does Christian crack down on young women uh, burying their bosoms at his shows? Uh, English, no. Well, well that's for that's for Matt Connor to know hey, the I think. Hey, man, I will say, <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I've been flashed once. Mm-hmm. That was quite interesting. Well, you, you're a DJ. It's going to happen. And uh, Haley's not listening, right? I hope my girlfriend is not listening. <laughs> I am also going to come clean up about this one, too. I once had a girl jump up on stage and try to dance on me. And I was like, oh, hello. Wow. No, no, no. No, no, no. I got a whole girlfriend. <laughs> I, I I ain't going viral for this. No, no, no. Well, that's... Mask or not. I'm not going viral for this. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm not about to be... She was a cute cheating on my girlfriend because you want to dance. Nope. Right. Just because right. I'm wearing my marshmallow costume. No. No, no, no. Well, that's uh, you know, the marshmallow costume is bound to bring out the ladies. Oh. It was it was a viral night for me that night, man. I showed up on like 30 different people's Instagrams and Snapchats. Well, let's uh we we are gonna uh, wrap up in a few minutes because the weekly dawn is coming up next. But I just saw something pop up on my news feed. So uh let's uh Let's uh, bask in some brief uh, embarrassment here in our home state of New Hampshire. According to Mediaite.com, the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire uh, getting ripped for tweeting, Libertarians suffer more oppression than black people. Uh, Let's see. Whoa, what? Here's something fun to close the show today. Uh, The Libertarian Party of New Hampshire tweeted yesterday that libertarians suffer more oppression than black people. They mockingly added, quote, anyone disputing this is denying our lived experience. Libertarian lives matter. People ask me why I want to move down to Miami. Because this state is embarrassing. 
Well, I don't think the state's embarrassing. I do. But, but I think there's embarrassing. Dude, if— <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let me tell you something. I, I think Florida has some embarrassing people. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, me too. But hey, man, listen, that's where the money is for me. Miami. Uh, they also tweeted, racism is pretty much a non-issue in America. Who got drunk and took over their Twitter page? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, the New Hampshire libertarians were, of course, roundly condemned for these antics while they continued to dig in and stand by it. In one tweet, they actually said, quote, anti-libertarian bigotry is a massive problem. There are 10... Thousand white nationalists in the United States, but there are hundreds of millions of people who would happily jail libertarians for life for living as they desire, and they'll laugh about it. Unquote. Okay. Well then. Um. Yeah, someone definitely got drunk and took over the Twitter page for sure. Also, if you're on Twitter, follow me at DJ Reckless, please. DJ R E K L S S. No same plug. Um, because I created a Twitter. And if you'd like to follow Libertarian Party nope, NH on Twitter, it's at LPNH. So, uh, great job. Don't wow. forget to follow Matt Connerton, too. That's right. <laughs> Dude, I can't even believe that that happened. I actually can. But uh, <laughs> I can't. I'm not that surprised. I mean, the tweets are wow. shocking, but that that happened is not. I want to know what they were drinking. Uh, well, you know, uh, I'm going to guess and say moonshine. I don't know, but when I'm 21, no. Well, uh, on that note, that's a, a great way to uh, wrap up the Bro. program today. Like I said, uh, the weekly die on returns live coming up at 6 p.m. So we're going to uh, we'll play a little music in between and uh, and uh, do that thing that uh, we haven't we haven't done that in a few weeks. But I do want to remind everybody, of course, before we go, the miracle on Elm Street. Uh, coming up December 2nd, live telethon from the bonfire right here in downtown Manchester uh, from uh, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Really looking forward to that. And I want to remind you, of course, today is Thursday, which means tonight is trivia night at the Hopknot. So uh, hosted by the great Bill Seamy, who, of course, also does trivia on the morning show. Uh, Ali Beaudry is playing there tomorrow night. And uh, Christian, what do you have this weekend? 603 Bar and Grill tomorrow night with Sean White. And then... um. December 3rd, my 21st birthday bash. I'm doing a back-to-back -back with Sean White at 603 Bar and Grill. Make sure you guys come out. It's going to be a blast. I'm really stoked for this one. Where is he from, Sean White? Is he from here? He is from New Hampshire. He is, okay. He's a DJ out here. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, all right, very good. And uh, on that note, we will uh, begin to wrap up. Of course, if you missed any part of today's program, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org. And, of course, at my website, mattconnerton.com. And uh, don't forget tomorrow, Eric's Classic Film Review, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And, uh, well, we opened with some uh, Public Enemy. We'll close with a little Public Enemy Weekly Don. Coming up next, I'll talk to you all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bath Fitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bath Fitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. 
Hey, just wanted to remind you of that time your kicker missed the extra point and lost the game. Even though he literally never missed an extra point, he chose this playoff game to miss. Yeah, I just noticed you hadn't thought about that in a bit. Wouldn't want you to miss, you know, thinking about it. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations.